Welcome to the ENA Podcast. This is the ENA Podcast, and this is Dan Campana, Director of Communications with the Emergency Nurses Association, welcoming you to our latest episode. And uh, today we've got Jennifer Butner, an ER educator with Emory Healthcare in Atlanta, talking about how to help other nurses. And her background um, is obviously in emergency nursing, but sort of uh, out of nowhere, uh, becoming an author and putting together books that help ER nurses understand uh, some of the, the ups and downs and the things they can expect. And uh, I'll let her do the, 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 the explanation of everything that goes into a book like this. But she uh, took helping, uh, helping people to a different level by doing something that could help her peers. So um, Jennifer, welcome to the ENA podcast. Hi, uh, thank you, Dan. Thanks for having me. So um, first and foremost, you know, before you can ever write a book that relates to fast facts for, for ER nurses, uh, I imagine you have to have a little bit of a history as an emergency nurse to understand what really goes on and what that life is like. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background, why you got into emergency nursing and um, how you ended up uh, you know, in the role that you are now as an ER educator. Uh, sure, yeah. So uh, I began my journey as an ER nurse uh, about 21 years ago. And um, oddly enough, it was an answer to a prayer. I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't know I wanted to be a nurse since I was a child. I know some people um, I've talked to and met, oh, they're like, oh, I've always, you know, I wanted to be a nurse since I was five. Uh, but like most uh, people entering uh, high school and college are trying to figure it out. Um, I didn't really know. Um, and I uh, had prayed about it and I got into this program uh, in my high school, that was like a, where you would spend half a day in high school and half a day in uh, like an LPN program. And um, it was uh, the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, and uh, as so far as like so, people- So working bedside, I would say working bedside, um, how long did you do that? And, and when did you shift over into uh, you know, the education side of things? So uh, I've been doing education for the last 10 years, and um, I, I guess prior to that, 11 years had been spent working in various ERs and various positions. Uh, I started my career really as a hospital candy striper when I was 16 and um, went all the way. Uh, I've been a tech, an LPN, an RN, a preceptor, a charge nurse, um, and had spent a lot of time in all those roles. But I've always um, had a passion for education and I love emergency nursing and I have a heart for nurses. So uh, I tell people all the time, like this position that I'm in, is like, it's like a hobby that I get paid for. Uh, I really just like, I don't feel like it's uh, like difficult work because I just love it. So I, I came across a local story from uh, from Henry County, which is near Atlanta, and I, I believe that's near where where you reside. Uh, about you know, uh, ER nurse writes book, and it's like okay, this is interesting. And you know, as I, I did a little bit more research, and you know, realized that you've been an ENA member for you know more than a decade, and this journey really started as an author, and the idea for uh, Fast Facts for the ER nurse. Um, really started with you just trying to help somebody who was coming into the profession. Um, you know, how, how, is that really, was it really that simple how it started? And what, what, 
you know, I, I mean, it seems almost too, um, too easy <laughs> that somebody who enjoys educating and sharing with others could go, hey, I can help this person. And then it explodes into something like it's been for the last uh, 10 or 11 years. It's true. I didn't know that I was writing a book at first. Um, I was precepting, which I love to do. I was one of those people that was like, oh, let me, you know, let me show you what I know. Uh, look at this tip and this trick. Um, even if it wasn't, even if like the student wasn't mine, I would, you know, if I, if I had something interested to show them, like, I just have a heart for that. Um, and so I was precepting this, uh, this nursing student who was in her senior practicum. And I wanted to have like a kind of like a, a little pamphlet as what I kind of envisioned of topics to make sure that I discussed during her orientation to kind of make sure that I was thorough and that I had really covered all of the basic common things that you need to know, like, like why we're, while we're in the ER working together. And, um, it's funny, the person that I wrote it for, I mean, she ended up being my best friend and it's been 15 years and she and I are still best friends. And um, I wrote it basically kind of started for her and it was like a, I thought it was just gonna be a few pages. And then that turned into 30 pages and then 90 pages and like 120 pages. And before I knew it, I had, I had a book and um, I guess I didn't know you know, I had never written a book and I didn't really know all the, all the ins and outs and life got busy and I kind of set it to the side. And one day she called me up and it had been a couple of years since I had started writing it. And she called me up and she's like, Hey, remember that book you were writing? And I said, yeah. Uh, she's like, can you send it to me? I just want to like brush up on some of the things so I can, you know, keep myself current. And I, I was, like, oh, sure, let, let me find it for you. So I found it and I sent it to her and I looked at it and I was like, wow, this is, this is nearly completed. Why didn't I just go ahead and finish this? And, uh, and that's when I decided I'll just, I'm going to go ahead and finish it. It's almost done anyways. So I finished it and I uh, submitted it to a couple of different publishing companies. And uh, I got a couple of different offers that I felt like Springer Publisher really kind of saw my vision for what I was trying to accomplish. Uh, and so, yeah, it was, it was very exciting. I had no idea this was what was gonna happen. Well, and when, when did you first get a sense of really what you had accomplished? You know, was it in that first, that first edition of it? Or, you know, when I look today and, and see that the third edition, you know, is number two on Amazon for emergency nursing books. I mean, that's, that's a pretty, pretty meteoric rise for something that, you know, you said sat for a couple of years and you didn't think much of it until your friend brought it up to you. But when did you start to realize that this had, was something more than just, you know, something you could hand out or share, you know, kind of one off here and there around your circle? Um, I guess it really dawned on me, like, several years ago uh well and it still it still kind of just makes me uh brings me so much joy when I meet uh, a colleague or a friend or even a stranger because we get travel nurses uh like many ERs do who'll come up to me and they'll say oh my gosh I have your book I've had it for years <laughs> it's been the best help uh for me and I really I really enjoyed it and it's to me, like the blessing is that I, I've been able to help ER nurses around the world that I've never even got to meet. Um, and I just, I love that I'm able to help them because the truth is, you know, we, 
we live in a, we work in a very chaotic, busy environment, and we don't always have time to sit down and understand the the whys and what we should be doing. Um, and I, when I created it, I didn't want to write like a reference book. I kind of wanted to write something, uh, for the lack of better words, but almost like a Cliff Notes version, like a pocket size, you know, carry it around with you, like little reference uh, with some time-tested tips in there that, you know, written by real nurses who have done it. One of the things that you mentioned in there is, you know, um, it's the experiences and the, the voices and, and just sort of, it, it's coming from an emergency nurse speaking to another nurse. What are some of the, without giving away the entire book, because, you know, we want people to, to go find it and, and judge for themselves, you know, what they want to take away from it. But what are some of the things in there that you think, you know, are particularly strong takeaways that, um, you know, if you were to read this as a new nurse or as an experienced nurse, that you would go, that's something that I will keep in my pocket as a piece of advice or a tip or something that I will always remember. I mean, I, I, I'm sure that was the intent from the beginning, but what are some of the things that have really resonated and stood that test of time? So one of my favorite chapters is the very first chapter and it's like tips on survival because we work in a very, you know, crazy environment. And it's, uh, I like to compare us to the Marines of nursing. I mean, we're right out there on the front lines doing some very hard work um, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and uh, just some basic tips in there about how things that, you know, I've asked lots of my colleagues, you know, like, what do you do to like, you know, make it through? You've been like, I've talked to people who've been doing this longer than I have, you know, 25, 30, uh, 30 years nurses who have retired or are about to retire. Like, how did you make it this long? Um, and some of the, their tips, um, about taking care of themselves and about taking care of each other. And, um, you know, not just the physical, like making sure you're eating and drinking enough water, which we don't typically do very well as nurses. Um, and, but also taking care of yourself emotionally and spiritually and like creating time, uh, you know, simple things like go ahead and plan a vacation. You don't, you know, don't cash all your PTO out just because you can get extra money, but actually go and rest and go on a vacation where you're actually getting rest. Um, uh, just some simple stress relieving techniques uh, people can do while they're on the job or away from the job. Uh, and then there's a lot of practical tips, like just ways like little memory tricks on how to remember what certain EKG rhythms are and what certain medicines um, or even little memory tricks for like when the patient brings you a snake bite and you're uh, not sure how to tell if that, you know, is like a venomous snake or not. Uh, just all kinds of little, you know, everything from uh, pediatrics to um, geriatrics and everything in between. And then things that I've learned um, from some of my colleagues who are in the legal aspect of of nursing uh, to give us some tips on documentation that maybe, you know, we thought were, were true and then found out that, oh, that's probably not the best way to document that. Um, so those kind of things are in there as well. It just sounds super comprehensive and, and also probably most importantly, knowing, you know, the, uh, the time constraints and, and sometimes even the attention span of emergency nurse, it seems like it's got a lot of, it's very digestible. You can get into it, you can find the things you want to, but if you also wanted to sit down for an extended period and thumb through it, uh, there's a lot of, of good information that you can 
pull in however frequently and for you know uh, to varying degrees of depth and, and everything from the clinical all in, all the way to the self-care side of things so um, you know that, that sounds pretty dynamic but it does bring up a question in my mind knowing where we're at in, in February of, of 2021 almost a you know basically a year into a, a global pandemic uh, I imagine there's some things within this book that although not written with COVID in mind are certainly some things that people could look at and you know, relate back to whether it's self-care or otherwise, it would certainly be helpful for, um, you know, for a nurse who's been going through everything that the ED nurse has been going through over the last year. Um, you know, there's, a, there's some COVID context that's probably you could take away from it. I, uh, is, that, is that a fair statement? Oh, yes. Um, especially in this new fourth edition, uh, I was making all my edits, you know, as we were going through this 2020 uh, pandemic and I um, spent a lot of time researching um, and adding updates to um, infection control and uh, disaster management chapters, um, things that we were learning on the job. And uh, some of it, you know, as I went back, I was like, you know, I had, I had written about some of this stuff before it happened because we, there's good talks of um, information about disaster management um, and um, a lot of good things about infection control and infectious diseases, but I did I did add a whole new section um, about coronaviruses and about um, you know our travel screening questions uh, were more emphasized and a little bit more um, more research and stuff was added to those. So as we were learning uh, last year, I was adding to this new fourth edition. Which brings up a question. So this is the fourth edition over the span of about a 10, 11 year, 12 year span. Um, what what prompts you to, to want to update it and, and what, what goes into the process of that? Is it more conversations with other nurses? Is it uh, you know similar to what you mentioned with COVID? Is it something that you take a look at what the trends are and, and what things may be updated from a clinical sense, but also just from a, you know, a, that practical sense as well? Yeah, so um, even as we speak, like I just, I have a notebook and I'm always um, taking notes of things that are changing in our field. Um, I like to, you know, attend conferences and learn from other specialties. I have uh, a network of um, educators that work in other areas. For example, um, when I'm reviewing like uh, OBGYN emergencies, uh, I can always call up some of my colleagues that work in OBGYN and get their opinion and advice on, uh, you know, tips that they recommend for us. Um, and then I'm always just kind of at it. And then uh, typically about every four years, a lot of medical books kind of update because, uh, medicine is always changing and adding and American heart is always changing. And, sure. and so, um, you know, I'm, I'm constantly keeping a notebook of like in the log of things that I want to add for the next edition. And then usually about two, two and a half years in, um, so two years from, from this April, my editor will probably reach out to me again and say, okay, it's time for you. Like, here's, here's, <laughs> here's the last version. You got, you got like another year and a half to kind of start adding to it slowly. And, and so, yeah, it's kind of a, it's a, a never ending uh, work for me. Being an author was not necessarily what you ever set out to do. And, and this is all, you know, happened, you know, in such a positive way for you. 
but it's still kind of cool to, to go and, and check your Amazon rankings every once in a while, isn't it? I mean, I know some authors that have done that and it's like, hey, I know this has been out for a little while. Maybe I'll just take a look. Uh, uh, or, or are you past that phase now that you've been you know, down this road a few times that uh, you know, it's good to know, but you're not, uh, you know, or, is, or does it still surprise you and it, it still makes, you know, it gives you a smile every once in a while to check that out? Um, yeah, so I don't do it all the time, but I usually, you know, every once in a while I'll get on there and take a look. And I do love... Um, what my reviewers say. And I do actually, when I, when I am making the next edition, I do actually make sure I sit down and just take into consideration any, um, you know, good opportunities that people have mentioned to me. I'll go ahead and look those up, look into those. Um, and I have taken on uh, multiple occasions, their advice about things that they thought, you know, would make it a better book. So I, I do take, um, their advice and then I really do enjoy, um, what people have to say and just it makes me smile to know that like I said I'm able to help people that I've never met before um I love how one of the reviewers described my book as like a like a boots on the ground approach uh like something you could use right there in the in the thick of it in the ER which is which is basically how it was born um so (laughs) Well, it's good to see, you know, I'm sure it's good to see how it's grown up over the years, um, you know, and, you know, you got to, you know, as, as you mentioned, you know, somebody was, uh, you know, helping, you know, somebody made, made you realize that, uh, you know, you had a good friend that helped you realize that, you know, maybe it was time to pull it out of the drawer and take a look at it and, and set you down this path. So that leads to my, my last question, what, what's sort of the natural question in terms of what's next? You mentioned the fourth edition. When does that come out? And, and what else uh, What else do you have in mind for yourself, uh, either career-wise or are there more books in the in the offing, you know, in your uh, in your plan that you would want to share? Sure. Um, yeah, so I, um, I love writing and uh, I'm excited about this fourth edition. I, I do see myself doing this for a lot longer um, uh, for many more editions uh, just because it's, I mean, for me, my favorite thing to do is to sit down at a coffee shop with my laptop and drink a vanilla uh, chai latte and just sit there and write like that's the best day for me. Um, But I also am excited because I just got, um, I just signed a contract for another book that was more of a calling for me, uh, like a spiritual calling for me that I, I honestly didn't know I was going to be able to finish it uh, this year, I'm kind of surprised that it all worked out. Um, and that is probably going to release at the end of this year as well. So I'll be releasing two books this year, um, which is just, I'm still blown away and surprised at how it all worked out. That's great. So uh, other than Amazon, are there ways that people can can find you? Are you on social media or anything that, you know, people want to uh, follow you to keep, you know, get updates on the books, or if they want to throw suggestions or, or reviews, or just want to, you know, uh, you know, bend your virtual ear, so to speak, on social media. Is there uh, a good place that people can find you? Um, yeah, so uh, I do. I'm on Instagram at uh, Jennifer Butner Wright, and um, I'm, you know, on Amazon, and um, I'm on LinkedIn as well. All right. Jennifer, uh, any anything else? Uh, you know, takeaways or anything else people should know about uh, the books or about uh, about you? Uh, I will say that um, my next book is going to be entitled "When a Nurse Praise. and um, I, with that book, uh, I feel like we've gotten away with 
the forgotten art of prayer and how that can help patients on a spiritual level. And I think uh, we kind of shy away from the fact that people have a spiritual aspect um, that is very powerful. And uh, I've gotten a lot of great stories from other nurses that I've shared in there. And my hope is that it will just um, equip and encourage and empower uh, nurses to invite prayer into their daily routine. Um, and I found out so much uh, facts um, about prayer that I never knew. Um, and just, uh, I just uh, hope that people will feel uh, equipped and empowered to, to um, just be able to help patients on all levels, not just um, physically and mentally, um, but to be able to just help each other and to help our patients and be all that you were created to be. Well, Jennifer Butner, uh, the book is Fast Facts for the ER Nurse. The fourth edition is coming out soon. You can uh, look for that on Amazon and uh, you can find, find Jennifer on Instagram and look for her updates that she posts there as well. Uh, Jennifer, thanks for being a part of the ENA podcast today. Thanks so much for having me, Dan. So that'll do it for this episode of the ENA podcast. As always, I appreciate uh, everybody joining us uh, and listening in. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll offer this little plug. You know, I, I was looking at the numbers and 2020 was, uh, was a great year for the ENA podcast. So I appreciate everyone who has uh, downloaded episodes, who has shared episodes, and certainly to all of our guests who have been a part uh, of what really makes this a, a, an exciting and interesting and engaging uh, part of what ENA does. So uh, thanks to everyone who has uh, contributed one way or another to the ENA podcast over uh, its first two years. And, you know, yes, we're a month into 2021, but, uh, you know, we're looking forward to another exciting year of great interviews and, and great features and great guests, uh, including Jennifer today. So uh, with that, I uh, thank you for listening. Uh, be safe, be well, and we'll see you next time on the ENA podcast.